and welcome to another episode of Top 10 Pictures Podcast. I'm your host David and joined with me as always my co-host Brian. Brian, how are you? David, how are you? I'm good. We're back once again to answer some fan questions. So this what's time... The, what's the question? We have from uh, one of our biggest fans, uh, or so she says, uh, Roisin, who says, Hi guys, just wondering what you think would be the next big movie theme. Once the superhero genre moves on, what would be the next genre that we can expect? Listen to podcasts every week, so hopefully you can answer my question. Well, Thank you, Roisin, for sending that question. It's very noble of you. We very much appreciate it. Um, so it's a good question. Um, as as we know, movies kind of they ebb and flow, and and genres come along. Back in the sixties or so, we had westerns, and then as the the eighties came along, we had like sci fi and and outer space movies and stuff like that. Mm. As we come through our generation in the early two thousands and and even up to now, the big genre is superhero movies. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as everyone knows, you can't you can't throw a stone at a cinema and not see a superhero movie they tried to make Scooby-Doo superhero did they? yeah Scoob oh that one yeah 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 they did they, they threw in a couple of, of superhero stuff but um, yeah no what do we think um, is the next genre and we luckily thank you for sending in this question because we actually do have an opinion on this and that being the era of legacy sequels so Brian do you want to talk us through what is a legacy sequel and how would you define that? Uh, go watch Scream 5 and Scream 6 and you'll <laughs> you'll get a sense of what a legacy sequel is. They are within themselves as movies and by definition legacy sequels. In my own words a legacy sequel it's 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 a movie whether or not it features an actor who previously played said character yonders ago. Mm-hmm. Now if let's say a movie was released at a certain point in time 10, 20, 30 years later, the actor, some of the actors, all the actors, reprise their roles to play them again. And whether or not they play the leading roles or supporting roles, it's still a continuation in canon of that world, furthering the story or telling new stories. So we are definitely living in that <laughs> era. Because, come here, David, I'll show you, I'll show you what, what I've got on my list. In Letterboxd, thank you, Letterboxd, I've created a list called Legacy Sequel Era. All right, and you'll see, you'll see, David, what I have as my number one favorite Legacy Sequel. Can you tell us what it is? It is Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Blade Runner twenty forty nine is the best Legacy Sequel ever made. Why? Because it is. <laughs> I'm just gonna spare you the details why, but it's not. I'm not telling you why these movies are my favorites or top five are my favorites. What I'm trying to tell you is. As, as the audience listening to us by giving you a list of movies picture them in your head you'll understand what legacy sequel is by our standard of definition mm-hmm. now some of these movies might cross into a prequel movie or a, a sequel movie or a flat out just reboot but not exactly a remake they're all generic names there's no official title just like there's no official title for spoilers mm-hmm. so David what do I have listed as second as a legacy sequel so you've got first of all Blade Runner 2049 followed by last one of last year's legacy sequels which you know gave a real invigoration to cinema it was nominated for best picture at the Oscars Top Gun Maverick and that saved Hollywood that, that exactly people that, like to say that it saved Hollywood it brought people back to the movies yeah so let me point out now David the diff- a difference 
Ryan Gosling was the lead character in Blade Runner 2049 and it had the returning character of Rick Deckard played by Harrison Ford who was the lead in the original Blade Runner mm-hmm. Harrison Ford returns 30 years later 40 years later and he's playing the same character in a much more supporting role and you don't even need to see the original Blade Runner you just need to watch this movie mm-hmm. you could almost do that with this Top Gun movie but it does call back to uh, the original as well and it's almost like the same just like the Star Wars movie The Force Awakens was <laughs> somewhat reflection to the original Star Wars A New Hope but we'll get to the Star Wars in a minute but Top Gun Maverick Tom Cruise was the lead character in that he wasn't playing a supporting character or a <laughs> Luke Skywalker type-esque type of person mm-hmm. He, he's the front and foremost character and uh, I actually don't know if he if, if anyone else other than him and Valkyrie reprised their roles yeah I think that was just them two like returning characters of course played by different actors but let me point out to something that might not be so much as canonical but then again it's still somewhat a, a, a telling a new story in this world played by a different actor it's, it's the Mad Max Fury Road Mm-hmm. You could fit Mad Max Fairy Road somewhere in within the Mad Max original trilogy and f- place it anywhere there. It's a bit now because it is played by Tom Hardy and not by Mel Gibson. It's still he's George Miller. He casted actors from the original to play different characters in this one. Um, Hugo Keys Byrne or Hugo Byrne Keys. Excuse me for uh, butchering the name. He played a villain in the first Mad Max and he played a villain in Fury Road now maybe I shouldn't list that but then let me list to this next one David David what do I have here directed by Danny Boyle uh, this is my favourite legacy sequel which is Train Spotting 2 mm. I actually wrote my dissertation on this lovely yeah so um, this is one I think that uh, legacy sequels like we're saying there it kind of splits the line It can you can kind of put it in two different Two different, go down two different roads. Yeah. One of them being the set in the same universe and features a legacy character yeah. in a supporting role. Yeah. And that's definitely the likes of, of Blade, Blade Runner. You could even go so far as to say, or no, you, you can go to say the Creed movies. Star Wars, of um, course, as well. That Star Wars is the same. Ghostbusters, Afterlife. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, and, uh, and I argue that's a successful one. Yeah. That, like, you can go. And, and the legacy characters are supporting roles. Or you can go, like we're saying there, with Top Gun and Mad Max and Train Spotting, that they are continuations. Mm. Just so happens to be 30 to 40 years later. Pretty much. Train Spotting 2, I think, is, is my favourite one because of that. Because we're seeing the same characters again yeah. 20, 25 years later mm. and seeing how they've changed and, and grown. And I think that that's. It was, a good, a, it was a good choice, especially it felt very suitable to use uh, uh, the four gentlemen, uh, Ewan and Ewan and the other two gentlemen as the leading four men. Don't mm-hmm. <laughs> who's this new young junkie coming around the block thinking? He's yeah, the shit, you exactly. Know? <laughs> sometimes it, sometimes it, depending on the story, it suits it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick is great to see. Thirty years later, Maverick is kind of the same. Yeah, he he's stuck. He's stuck in the old ways compared to the characters in Train Spotting who've moved on. So I think it's interesting that you can that you can go the two ways of having either your the same characters play the the, the main roles again. Yeah. 
But then in that, you can go two different ways of seeing how they've changed, seeing how they've grown, or seeing how they haven't changed. And, and that's an interesting way to look at them. I think and, I think that can be a both-and discussion when it comes to the Creed trilogy, which mm-hmm. is Sylvester uh, Stallone's Rocky. Yeah. Because yeah. He, and, and I say a trilogy, not the first two movies. It doesn't matter, he's not in the third one. Mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone playing the same character in a supporting role. Uh, more prominent than Mickey... Um, He's pretty much the second lead. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's that is a continuation. It's still a sequel. It's in, still in universe. But they're separate to a certain degree. Even the screen movies now, the two screen movies, like they're that's almost like a start of a new uh, trilogy. If they wanted to go trilogy, mm-hmm. they just they bammed out Scream Six with the success of Scream Five. If Scream Five was not a success, you wouldn't have had Scream Six. Simple, simple as it's an easy, quick movie to make, and they did it. Mm-hmm. And even the characters there, legacy characters, they they are so on the nose about it. Seriously, like the, Scream Six is doing what we're doing. We're doing what Scream Six and Scream Five is doing. We're mm-hmm. we're, we're one and the same, but we're real. Mm-hmm. We're not a movie. <laughs> are so, we? Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> we're a podcast, Ryan, um, and. I think they're, they're they're handling it very well. Even the Candyman movie, uh, same characters. There was even the same actress, uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen II. His mother was the same actress from the original Candyman. Yeah, and we still had that cameo appearance as well from the man himself. Mm-hmm. And then you can talk about the Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters is is pretty much an entirely new cast right up until the end. More or less, yeah. Like that 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 was real. Like you still have the connection there mm-hmm. in terms of. The characters are related to one of the older Ghostbusters. Yeah. But then at the end, those Ghostbusters then come back. This is spanning into its own franchise as well. And we're getting a sequel mm-hmm. to it. And this will be set in New York, this next one. And I think for sure, um, Ernie Hudson, he's going to return. I think Dan Aykroyd's return as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, Bill Murray's return. You know, I feel content with that. I'm fine with that. Just mm-hmm. give us another Ghostbuster movie. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to that. It's it's interesting that the like this moving into the legacy sequel era. Yeah, <laughs> I I keep using this kind of terminology that like it, it is diverging again into two roads, and it's one is like telling a legacy story and it being standing on its own, and you're telling yeah. the story of these characters twenty years, thirty years later, and one can yeah, or we go down the other route, which is let's create a legacy sequel in order to create a franchise and you're seeing that in multiple ways with Creed with Ghostbusters with Halloween Star Wars um, Jurassic World yeah that's another Jumanji. one Jumanji like there's loads there's so many that are like in the time that we're in now mm-hmm. where it's it's like you get a, a, a successful movie okay brilliant what about the next one what about the next one? How are we going to franchise this? How is it going to connect? Well, that's where they fall down into failure by not focusing on making a good movie. Mm-hmm. Like what we mentioned in one of our podcasts, like with John Wick, they started their first movie about making a good movie mm-hmm. with potential. Start there. That's what Kevin Feige did with his thing. And that's what everyone else is failing to do. But it's kind of funny to see that Harrison Ford comes from three different uh, franchises as playing a legacy character yeah. in a legacy sequel. He, Blade Runner, yeah. Star Wars, and now Indiana Jones. And do you know what's funny as well? He's the lead in Indiana Jones as opposed to a supporting character in Blade Runner and Star Wars. Yeah. How, uh, that's crazy as well. He, he Three different franchises from 
an error like that and one out of the three he's a he's a he's a lead Mm -hmm. i think i I think that's great that's fantastic Mm -hmm. um i think that it also serves like a really good way of viewing certain actors because mm -hmm. i don't know about you but there's certain actors when i think of them that they are like they're actors of an older generation and so i kind of only see them as older like for example robert de niro yeah robert de niro for me is always an older man yeah yeah so seeing him in movies like say raging bull or godfather part two where or taxi driver where he's a young man that just seems like a little bit of a like oh my like this is strange to see him so young and now these legacy sequels are giving that opportunity to people that might not go out in search of those kind of movies that they wouldn't be looking for things in a, an actor's films in an actor's filmography mm. whereas if I'm sitting my kids down and I'm showing them Indiana Jones yeah that they get to see Harrison Ford as the younger him in his 30s and then slowly see him age and then by the time that the the final one is there they're able to see him as an older man which is how they would probably see him yeah you know if and you know, if he's still alive while if I have kids you, you know, know what I feel like Indiana Jones this upcoming one is more so an audience demographic for me and you and older yeah I do not picture anyone younger than us as early mid 20s that people are going to go see an Indiana Jones like, for, like I don't know I feel like it would be no, no parents taking the kids no no I think that's what Star Wars would have been okay Star Wars would have let's make Star Wars for a new audience let's make Ghostbusters for a new audience let's introduce this to a younger generation mm-hmm. yeah so be it and so forth I don't, just don't think that's quite for Indiana Jones I, I honestly think kids are going to be bored watching Indiana Jones you know what good enough here don't bother get out get, maybe, out, get out of that theatre maybe you're right maybe that's actually something a good point there because if like Top Gun like Top Gun exactly. the fact that um, the the fact that Tom Cruise is coming back I specifically took my dad to see it because that was a movie that came out when he was my age and you I, know, that's for him and I don't expect anyone like my younger brother or something like that watching the original Top Gun if he did he probably couldn't remember it and when he saw the second one it was class yeah all mm-hmm. his friends say oh yeah class yeah oh yeah <laughs> class oh, let's yeah, go sign up for the military <laughs> <laughs> um, but maybe uh, maybe that's actually a good point is that, that when when the character comes back as the lead mm. maybe that I the, think it's a win-win the, the demographic is for that older the generation that it was when it first came out whereas Star Wars you're bringing Harrison Ford back Harrison Carrie Fisher and Mark, Mark Hamill they're coming back and they're there for the older fans who have obviously seen it mm. but these newer you know Ray, Poe and Finn they're for the new generation and it's that link between to bring in the old audience and the new and Bad Boys for Life did that as well I think and they're doing a fourth Bad Boys movie it's almost like you can separate them two into like a duo of like the first mm. two because there was a bit of time between Bad Boys 1 and Bad Boys 2 but Bad Boys yeah 3 that was a somewhat of a legacy sequel mm-hmm. um, Bill and Ted face the music that's a, a real yeah. kind of you're making you're not making that for a new audience you're making that for the guys who, who really love Bill and Ted I could say the same when I watched Ghostbusters 2 Mm-hmm. But then again, I knew what I was in for because I saw the cast of like Tony Hale or Sam Richardson. All oh, right, 
this is going to be a camp movie mm-hmm. because I see look at them and I think ah oh, they're going they're going to be given like campy performances camp camp campy is it's not for me mm-hmm. but um I was going to watch Ghostbusters 2 I was going to watch Hocus Pocus 2 for um the Sanderson sisters because that's a childhood movie of mine mm-hmm. uh but David um what I wanted to throw to you we've been talking quite a bit of success of the legacy sequel era and looking forward anticipatedly to let's say a gladiator 2 whether that's yeah. that's, that's that, that, that can be for both old and new because same characters different actors but a new same director as well which is a good mm-hmm. thing and rah rah go the Irish <laughs> but what legacy sequels have not done it good question yeah um, I'm gonna refer to your list here some of the things that jump out for me are Jurassic World specifically Fallen Kingdom and Dominion mm. I think the first one was good yeah the first one was the good first Jurassic World to, to introduce to a new, new audience mm-hmm. and I think it was done that way fully because there's very very few characters they brought back they didn't really bring them fully back until Dominion yeah. with, as in legacy characters Jeff Goldblum was in a little bit of Fallen Kingdom but not that no more was, than that movie was still not good yeah no more than a cameo that, um, that, that's I look at the Fallen the Jurassic World Kingdom as a similar to I look at this, I look at the Jurassic World uh, trilogy like I do to the Star Wars sequel trilogy mm-hmm. disappointment mm-hmm. Uh, I, you introduced it to a new generation and try to keep old fans happy but you just start off well but yeah, lost yeah, it yeah and you just didn't I suppose give us what we wanted mhm Still played it safe to a you know certain degree, but still making poor choices. I mean, not gonna see those movies for a while now. Mm-hmm. Like, when was the last time we got a Star Wars movie? We're we're still waiting for an for the pandemic. Yeah, still waiting for an announcement. Mm-hmm. Dr- Jurassic World movie. I don't think we'll get another one of those until the length of time will have passed. Like the last Apes movie to the next Apes movie like War of the Planet of the Apes was in 2017 mm-hmm. in 2024 we're getting Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes that's going to be a continuation to to a degree just a different cast mm-hmm. but yeah uh, I do agree with you there the uh, other one sorry to interrupt you just because this is the only other one that jumps off the list for me is Dumb and Dumber 2 mm. that one there's only one word for that and it's it, it felt stupid it felt like as opposed it, to dumb yeah, it, like if you watch the original Dumb and Dumber, like the guys are, they are dumb, <laughs> and but they're funny. But like you know, I still feel like they don't, ha- they're not smart, but they can, they can function, and they're normal people. They're just dumb. Whereas in Dumb and Dumber Two, it's like, oh, let's just ratchet up how stupid they are, and it just felt like it just felt insulting. The the fact that they don't know what sex is. Yeah, it just felt it, it shouldn't be called Dumb and Dumber Two. It's stupid and stupider like you know how are these guys allowed out of a mental institution they are so beyond stupid so that's the only other one and I think that that's a fault of the the actual writing that one didn't work for me at all like Jurassic World and Star Wars there's another trilogy started off well and effed it up (laughs) Um, let me guess is that a horror franchise it's a horror franchise. Yeah, I, I can guess what it is, but you, you go ahead. Can you guess, audiences? Correct. <laughs> it was Halloween. <laughs> this was shocking. <laughs> it I'm started sorry. off really, really well. It did. And 
yeah, it did. It started off very well. And also, you give us a Michael Myers, Michael Myers lack in movie, and you give us this ugly chump who, who, who cares? No, 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 no. I was just very disappointed in that for mm-hmm. a Halloween franchise because it was so simple. I'm sorry, just Michael Myers going around killing people. You, you, yo, yeah, cool. Laurie Strode, she, she, she can handle herself. I swear to Christ, I am not looking forward to the Exorcist movie because it's from the same studio and director. And what they want to franchise this as well? What is is uh, Ellen Burson gonna get a shock on and shoot the the demon? Uh-huh. In, Possessing the child in this way. I'm no, 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 no. Shame on you for what you did to the Halloween franchise. It's so simple. Why did you just ha- focus on this other dude just to? I'm sorry. Continue evil. No, you know I'm. I'm done. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. All I'll say is that they should have just made. If they wanted to make, give us a franchise of Halloween movies to a new generation, make it two movies, not three. Mm-hmm. You didn't have the story for for three movies. So, yeah, disappointing. Didn't like it. It's and it's been a, been a bit of time since we got a Star Trek movie, and that's doing quite well in the TV. But we were lacking a Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto Star Star Trek movie. So I, uh-huh. I don't know even know if we'll get that in the end. I think. I wonder will they reboot the same way that they kind of rebooted that? Um, would they do the same? But the next one be the, the next, next generation. I don't think so. I don't think so because. Yeah, that is continuing can- canonically in Star Trek Picard. Picard, yeah. Why, why would the... That would be worse than giving us a Han Solo Han Solo movie played by a younger actor playing a young Han Solo when we just had Harrison Ford playing Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that did happen. But, <laughs> but that would be worse because you're mm-hmm. rebooting it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But even at least with, with the J.J. Abrams Star Trek, that... Continued, that continued it to a certain degree because you had Leonard Nimoy and then you had that photo of the original cast in the in the picture, and then you got other ones that are continuing like uh, almost rebranding it for a new generation like Jumanji, mm-hmm. with The Rock and Jack Black and Chris and Kevin Hart. So I think that's doing it very well. And Eddie Murphy is sort of on a trend with Come to America, which is not that great, but maybe Beverly Hills Cop can be great, you know. It's all about just making good movies and making it entertaining. That's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So, and 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 that's the thing is that we've seen that done really well with we're getting the both. likes of of Blade Runner, Top Gun, Train Spotting, Mad Max. Like, if you have a good idea, mm. by all means go for it. But with the intention of just making a franchise, that's not a good intention. That's just I just want to make money. And I'm going to build on the things that people already know rather than coming up with something new. And we acknowledge that it's a business. You're there to make money. Simple of course. As, yeah, but you know what? You know what would be great? Making money and making good movies. You, you know, can do both. You can, And you can continue it even more. You, there's just a sour taste of Halloween in my mouth. There's a bit of a sour taste of Jurassic World and... Mm-hmm. Star Wars even in my mouth because of how they've done it poorly who would have thought that Top Gun Blade Runner Doctor Train Spawn even Creed even oh, Scream <laughs> as legacy sequels and therefore franchises are better because they did them right mm-hmm. so here's hoping to uh, the Gladiator movie being good 
Ridley Scott's been on a roll, but also not so much a roll. <laughs> so he, he's an either or. So hopefully he'll come out strong when mm-hmm. it comes to that. And I wonder if for any further movies, like, well, Twister's getting a legacy sequel, but it's played by uh, one from normal people. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. So that's our thoughts on mm-hmm. legacy sequels, David. Uh, any... Any final thoughts on yourself? Um, I think we've kind of wrapped it all up there. I just want to say once again, thank you to Roisin for sending in that that question. We do appreciate it. And if you want to send in questions to us, you can send them in via email to talkingpicturespodcast1 at gmail.com or just give us a comment on our Instagram. Our Instagram is talkingpicturespod. Um, we release every Wednesday, so if you want to tune in, we'd appreciate it. Every Wednesday, if you can give us five stars, we'd also appreciate that. Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell anyone in the middle of the street, just, hey, listen to Talking Pictures podcast. It's my favourite podcast. Brian, any final words? Do you want to send us a question about uh, legacy prequels? <laughs> we, can, we can give you a list. The likes of Hunger Games and uh, Furiosa and whatnot. Mm. And here's a question to you, audience. Uh, what do you think is a movie that's coming out now that we'll get a sequel to 30 years from now? What's a movie you'd like to see 30 years from now remade? Or not remade, sorry. Uh, legacy sequeled. Right so, now? Yeah. Do you have one? I don't. Um, Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Who's the legacy character? Is it the, is it the bear? <laughs> oh man, the CGI can just reprise the role as oh, the bear. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's the same bag of cocaine. <laughs> thanks, Brian. David, thanks. Thanks.